Talking Books on News Talk 106 to 108. And a very good morning and welcome back to Talking Books on News Talk 106 to 108 with me, Susan Cahill. If you want to get in contact with the show, why don't you drop me an email at talkingbooks at newstalk.ie. And if you're looking for some suggestions as what to read or buy over the Christmas, well, why don't you check out the show programme page on www.newstalk.ie forward slash talking books. Well, this morning we're doing things a little differently. We're shaking up the format and slowing it all down. So this morning I'm taking it slowly, slowly and just focusing in on one book, The Winter Gathering by Deirdre Purcell. I have to say, Deirdre Purcell's latest book is beautifully written. It's very honest, funny and really great company. And of course, Deirdre's strength as a writer is undoubtedly how she expertly crafts her characters. And of course, her wonderful conversational tone. Reading The Winter Gathering is like sitting in a cafe, listening, or should I say eavesdropping, into the next table's conversation. And all the swings and roundabouts. Okay, at this point in the interview, I asked Deirdre about the issue of forgiveness in relationships and how we all forgive and why we forgive. Deirdre was very quick off the mark and reminded me that while we may not necessarily forgive, we do accept certain situations and creatively move on. I asked Deirdre about the character of Derek, Maggie's former husband, and why she wanted to bring forgiveness into the story of their relationship. Let's take a listen. At the beginning of the book and at the end of the book, Derek has been forgiven. Now, he hasn't been forgiven through the book, but he has been forgiven because Maggie accepts that really it's just human weakness and that the marriage broke up, it would appear, through that book because of the difficulties within the household when Chloe was behaving badly and was living with them and Derek just couldn't face it and he agreed to have Chloe come live with them with the best will in the world but just couldn't face the reality of it and it was too difficult for him and Maggie begins to understand that and forgiveness is the wrong word acceptance I think is the right word she accepts it and she accepts it as you know, some 90% of people wouldn't have been able to accept it. So it's normal not to be able to accept somebody really disruptive and demanding uh, working and living in your house and monopolising your wife. So, I, I mean, it's quite, it's understandable in a very, very real way. But Derek himself, the the popsy, the woman he went to, with whom he had three children during the course of the book, throws him out for a better model. She goes off to the Middle East with somebody who's very rich. And... Uh, He comes kind of, not exactly crawling back to Maggie because they meet completely unexpectedly, but it ignites his hope that they can get back together again, especially with Chloe no longer resident in the house. So she has a kind of a a flirtation with going back with him. And we, I think we worry that she will because he's now a very successful chef. He has a lot of money. He's lionised in the food industry, all of that kind of thing. And he has his own restaurant and he brings her around to lovely, you know, restaurants and she enjoys that and she enjoys his company and he was always very good fun and all that. But Mary, who's her stalwart friend, is desperately against this and she is concealing from Mary that she's going to see him. So we we worry, I think, towards the end of the book that they are going to get together, but um, we leave it a little bit 
open. And there's a lot of agendas up in the air there between all the different characters and what they all want out of a given situation as well. Do you think circumstance plays a big part in how relationships dissolve? And do you think that whether it's Christmas time and where relationships are put under pressure or when there's huge changes of circumstances, do you think sometimes that it's not that love doesn't win out, it's just that stress sometimes takes over? I don't even think it's stress takes over. I think just the way you grow out of teenage relationships and marriages even. You grow out of friendships. I think you can do that. Um, I try not to, personally. But I think it does happen. I think that you meet a friend at a certain point in your life and in her certain point in her life, you have a lot in common and then your paths diverge. Now, the people are still the same, but their interests may have changed, their circumstances may have changed. And if you meet, say, for instance, at Christmas just once a year, which tends to happen, you find really it's hard going. But if it's a true friendship, you'll you'll get through the hard going bit and you'll suddenly come back to what you were, to the real essence of why you liked that person in the first place. So that's happened to me. I have diverged from people and then like did a kind of a duty meeting for a lunch or something and then discovered, hey, she's really nice and we do get on and we have the same outlook on life, even if we see it through a different lens. And sometimes it's at Christmas that we open up our hearts, either whether we forgive or, as you say, we accept because we realise that this is what we have. The only thing that I think is unforgivable is deliberate cruelty. That's the only thing that's unforgivable. Everything else, we're all messy, we all live messy lives, we all make mistakes, we all have all kinds of ridiculous and sometimes negative emotions roiling around inside of us. But deliberate cruelty, I will never forgive. Somebody who deliberately does something which to diminish you or to undermine you or to betray you, that. I would not forgive. But I've come across that very, very rarely. I mean, hardly ever. And for this Christmas, what will Georgia Purcell be doing? Besides from putting up lights on your tree and wrapping lots of Christmas presents and cooking some fine food, what will your day involve? I am still not sure, to be perfectly honest. Um, I haven't started yet because I've been so busy this year with all kinds of projects and things. I started last night, actually, just wrapping because my dining room... We have a a separate dining room in our house, which is a disaster because it's used as a junk room. So I tend to buy Christmas presents all year long. I I find things that, oh God, that'd be lovely for somebody to throw it into the dining room. The dining room is like a cross between a Moroccan souk and the daisy market at the moment. So in order to get at the dining table, I have to start wrapping. So (laughs) I've started wrapping to let the dining table emerge. So... We will have a dinner and it will involve spiced beef because my husband is from Cork. Will you be reading over the Christmas? I will. I will. I've um, People do give me books for Christmas. People have started giving me books already for Christmas. I, can, I know by the, the feeling of the presents. So, uh, yes, I will. I've got Robert Harris's new book. I have Elizabeth Gilbert's new book. I have Vanishing Ireland, which I love that series of books. I just love them. I have that. I have, uh, what else do I have? Donna Tartt's new book, The Goldfinch. So I, I have plenty to be going on with. And what will you be dreaming of at Christmas, Deirdre? Well, I will be dreaming a lot because I am dreaming a lot at the moment. Some of it is negative, some of it is positive. I'm just back from Haiti and I will be dreaming that some messiah or guru a really, really wonderful leader will come and provide some kind of harmonising of the lights and the glitter and the undoubted joy that Christmas brings in the West.
and especially in Christian countries, compared to what's going on in places like Haiti, Syria, the Central Republic of Africa, all of those kind of places where the do they know it's Christmas thing really does pertain. And that would be just a dream of mine that some somewhere out of the East someone will come. I hope that under the lights and the glitter and the glamour of Christmas that people can really, really realise what really matters, can join each other, leave all these bitternesses and difficulties and jealousies and all of that kind of negative stuff just outside the door. And then after Christmas are able to access it again and... I suppose, at the risk of being mawkish, that love will triumph. My love, your love has opened up a world I've never known. All hope was found, a place I never dreamed. Feels like only yesterday I locked my heart away Safe behind a castle of stone Sure I'd always be alone Only Thank you.
And that was Sinead O'Connor singing Only You, ending this week's interview with Georgia Purcell. OK, all that's left for me to do now is to thank the lovely Alan Regan and Sound. Thank you all so much for listening. We've been talking books. It's Christmas party time. Take it easy on yourself and try not to sing and shout the house down and end up with a creaking voice like me. And for God's sake, drink loads of water. Talking Books on News Talk 106 to 108.